simple as one plus one equals two. Jesus said, if you abide in me, I abide in you. No vacancies. Clear my heart, wash my mind, put faith in it. The whole word is his promise, there's no faking it. Natural food in my belly, it ain't making it. He is the bread of life, ain't no baking it. Every bar of wisdom will push you. No more glaring from a dark place, wishing that you would would What's good, everybody? It's Anthony Murray again with another episode. Be looking out typically on Mondays where I'll be dropping each episode. And I know some people are asking like, yo, when are you going to have a guest? So what I want to do is really focus on my voice and teaching and and doing specific things with the podcast as of now so that way you know the people the the listeners will be able to get used to me first and understanding my style of doing things my style of teaching talking uh my personality a little bit you know that'll be good and then i'll begin to bring on guests i already have an idea of who so i'm excited about that and the different things that they do now the topic for this week is triumphing through trauma all right triumphing through trauma and one of the most important things that i learned is that you have to have a sober mind triumphing through trauma now why that topic so god was speaking to me specifically about the misunderstanding of trauma and why we go through trauma And what I'm going to do is, uh, of course, place my experiences and what I've gone through, maybe highlight a couple of scriptures or uh, specific passages in the Bible um, and then go from there. And hopefully you'll be able to get exactly what you need, if not now, for later. And even before I, I start, I want to pray that God not only gives you retention, but open your eyes to a new perspective on the different things that occurred in your life. So understanding what trauma is first. So trauma is a noun, of course. Um, It's distorted psychic or behavior, behavioral state rather, resulting from a severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury or emotional upset, something like that. So I got that actually from Merriam-Webster Dictionary, one of my favorites. But just something that happened to you whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, things happen to us and it will what happen is it will occur like something happens, boom, and then you have an open wound. And typically you know if you understand the natural side of things, if you get a blow to the to the arm or the to the chest with something hard and then it starts to bleed and it starts to knot up or it starts to pus or whatever happens, uh that's a wound that is open. And sometimes when either our expectations are shattered or um, if people say something to us that disappoint us or offend us, it may create some type of trauma or wound that we need to heal from. And healing is very necessary, especially if we're choosing to grow. Now, why does trauma occur or why is it able to occur now what i understand with trauma and the trauma that happened in my life is that god allowed 
trauma to happen. He allows it to happen. Why? He allows trauma to occur in our lives specifically to help us to understand or be aware of his sovereignty. Now, when trauma happens or when certain, certain, certain things happen in our lives, we think quickly as if we can't be healed or we're looking at a bad or having a bad state of mind or mind frame or ideas about what has happened as if there's not life after what happened. Now, when it comes to traumatic instances or things that happen that kind of like take us off of course, our mind is not stable. So one of the things that I decided to do when trauma or certain things started to happen to me is stabilize my mind. Now, these aren't the steps. I'm going to go over some steps, but I'm trying to go another place here. But you want your mind to become stable when trauma does happen. And you're probably wondering, okay, Anthony, how do I stabilize my mind when things are chaotic around me? Well, my faith is in Christ Jesus. So I will go to the rock, of course, that is higher than I. I will go to him, Lord, help me in this situation because mentally I want to fight. Mentally I want to hit back. Mentally, I want to cry, scream. Uh, mentally, I want to um, run run to my room or run to my parents or I want to run to what's uh, comfortable to me. I want to run to things that are self helping me self-medicate to, to escape from my reality. But when we are stabilized through Christ, if we have the mind that is in Christ, he will begin to show us or give us a new perspective on what has happened and why it has happened. Now, sometimes we have to ask God, why is this happening to me specifically? Now, questions, what I love about questions is if you're asking a question, you have to be ready for the answer. So when God is literally dealing with you about a specific thing where something is happening in your life and it's beyond your control, if you're not asking questions, that means you feel like you are in control. Now, understanding if you feel like you're in control, that gives off a prideful state and it will cause you to bear things that you should not bear. Now, when we're bearing things that we should not bear, it makes it difficult for us to heal properly because it's not ours to bear and begin with in the beginning. So if you're understanding now, if you are not stabilizing your mind if you're not being aware of the circumstances, if you're not being in close proximity with Jesus or Christ or building intimacy, it's going to be challenging for you to heal the proper way. Now, understanding trauma shows us how human we are. So if I'm taking blows specifically uh, to the chest, quote unquote, or to my heart, or to my, in my, to my spirit or whatever, just these blows are happening. Boom, boom, boom. My soul is starting to be broken, broken or fragmented. And when it's becoming fragmented, I am dealing with, of course, the issues of life. And I'm dealing with this wound that I'm starting to become familiar with. So God is allowing these things to happen to, of course, grow us and mature us in the situations for us to be able to challenge, be challenged and win or overcome to get to our new or to our next level. Now, when we are um, understanding uh, what's happening in that scenario by asking those questions and stabilizing our mind, first, I want to tell you how to stabilize your mind. 
go through prayer, begin to unload uh, and, and literally relinquish everything that's happening and, and give God everything. Cast your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He will sustain you if you're giving him his burden, your burdens. He will sustain you if you're giving him the load that you have. He will sustain you if you're um, literally constantly speaking to him about the things that are concerning or that are worrying you. Why? Because he is a God that literally takes those things away and exchange them for his burden. So his burden is light. It's easy. He's, he, it's easy. So when you go into a state of confusion or depression or oppression because of traumatic things, first deal with the offense of it. You want to deal with the offense of it. But before, I'm like skipping steps. Before you deal with all of that, let God know how you feel. Let him know how you feel because he allowed it. I love how um, in Job, the Lord literally speaks to Satan. Satan has to go to the Lord and ask the Lord to remove the hedge away from Job. Why is God trying you? Why is God testing you? Well, for one, God is allowing things to happen because he believes that you are strong enough to take what's happening in your life or what has happened. A lot of us suffer from trauma from a younger age or as a youth or adolescent. And what happens is we build these dysfunctional foundations that we stand on and they're rocky and they're not firm and we build ideologies and perspectives and even begin to build lifestyles and different beliefs because of our offenses or the trauma that we have been through now if god is allowing things to happen we have to show ourselves approved in that matter and give him what he deserved and what that what is that it's our praise it's our worship it's our obedience how can we be obedient to him well it's that's that belief it is impossible to please god without our faith so if we are having faith that a situation will turn out for our good and we have faith that as we complete the business of the kingdom or our father's business Things will unravel the way they should, and it will prove to God that we begin um, to be uh, faithful, not just in the words that we say, but in the submission because of our heart posture. A strong heart posture or a heart posture that is dedicated to the Lord will please him, will please him, even if you're hurting, even if um, there's things bothering you, if your heart posture is in the right direction, God is going to bless you. He's going to bless you for your obedience, for it's better to obey than sacrifice. Now, sometimes trauma occur when we're at the wrong place at the wrong time. A lot of times we blame God specifically for our issues or, or specific tra traumatic problems or circumstances. But were you doing what you were supposed to be doing at the time that, you're, that you were um, you know, being traumatized or hurt or offended? Were you in the right place? Were you in the right direction? Were you in the proper relationship? Were you the in the wrong? Was it your actions? Remember I talked about dysfunctional foundations. Were you a part of that dysfunctional process when things started to happen? What do you need to repent about? A lot of times we are so quick to look at others and their situations or what others did. But what did you do in this situation? Did you do anything at all in the situation? You may not have, but are you looking at it that way first? Or are you very quick to blame somebody else for what's ha what has happened to you? Sometimes we have to take responsibility 
for our own actions. Sometimes we have to take response, not sometimes, all the time. <laughs> all the time we have to take responsibility for our own actions and why we do specific things. If you don't evaluate the cause of a thing, it's going to be challenging to understand why the effect or what happened afterwards. You have to understand and evaluate specific things, scenarios, because if something goes wrong, let's say, for instance, it's a, a basketball, a volleyball coach, and something goes wrong during a play. If something going, uh, I used to play football. Let's go that go that direction. It'll help me a little bit. So if something goes wrong on a football play, you call the play number three. You were supposed to fake left, but you fake right and went left. You weren't that. That wasn't the play. You were supposed to fake left. You right. You so you have to understand. Like since you didn't follow the exact instructions, something happened. So if you got clipped or or that that quarterback was trying to do, you know do something extra, you got clipped or you got knocked down specifically because you didn't go the the way that you were supposed to go. You didn't follow the set of instructions that you were supposed to follow. If you were supposed to fake left and and go right, or I forgot what I said, but if you were supposed to go supposed to do a specific thing and you did not and you refrained from it, of course something would happen. Because you did not plan for it. So sometimes if we're not planning for something right effectively or if we're not going about uh, things how we're supposed to go about it in the beginning, what's going to happen is it's going to cause some type of destruction if we're not careful, if not wise in that particular situation. So what are you doing or what have you done wrong that caused Things in your life to be traumatizing or things in your life to, to create scenarios that are unfortunate for you. That's going to be the deciding or determining factor about your life and what's what's to come about your your trauma or what, what you've been what you're going through. Now, I mean there are things that you cannot control. Like as a child, some people are literally uh, verbally abused. They're physically abused. Uh, they go through uh, different things as far as teachings and cultures. Their character uh, be- becomes trashed because of uh, things that they saw at, at in their youth. You know, a lot of these things that we go through are formed when, when we're younger. And if we're not focusing on that or if we're not, like, going back to that scenario and, and kind of, like, not rehearsing the pain per se, but going over what has happened and and key things that would cause a generation to be healed we're going to continue in that cycle now what i know about god is god is generational he wants to break specific cycles in our lives that causes us to go uh, into a deeper oppression or a deeper depression where in your life are you not evaluating your circumstances your prior circumstances things that you failed at now, as a leader and as a transformational coach, I love to tell people you don't fall backwards, but you fall forward. If you are to fall, not in the sin, you know, sin state, but I'm saying if you were to fall or fail at a specific thing, you fall forward. Falling forward means I'm learning from what I did wrong so I can do right going into the proper direction, going into the proper uh, or getting properly aligned where I'm supposed to be aligned to make things go how they're supposed to go. Now, a lot of people ask, is there life after suffering from trauma? For one, long suffering is good. 
I love how the scripture says all things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. So if you are understanding your love for Christ and the, the your 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 love for Christ is um it's so like unconditional because some people love God with conditions, even though God is not a genie, but all things work together for them that love God and are the called according to his purposes. Are you called according to his purposes? How can we be called the called according to his purposes? Well, for one, have you accepted him in your life as your his uh, your Lord and Savior? Like, is he your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted him in your heart? And then start to be literally branded um, into his beloved, right? But is there life? Yes, there's life. If, if you were not in traumatic situations and did and and you know you healed after if you were excuse me let me go backwards if you were not in traumatic situations and let's say for instance you decided to heal or didn't decide to heal it would be challenging for the people who are attached to your life to heal too we are the keys that unlock doors for people in their lives and a lot of these doors deal with healing and deliverance. So if I'm understanding that my trauma is going to lead somebody else to freedom, the, no, not my trauma, the healing from my trauma is going to get somebody else delivered. God, thank you for going through it. Thank you. Like Jesus didn't die in vain. He didn't die in vain. Like he literally took that cross on and bled for us he was traumatized probably no not probably but he was the most traumatized that will ever live so if he was able to take what he took for me for you and for others who are willing to be saved and set free if he's he was willing to do that to unlock things for my life what are small things that I go through, whether it be necessary or unnecessarily, unnecessary, right? What are these small things to me to unlock things in others and generations to come? So earlier I talked about how selfish we can be when it comes to this topic, how we're not aligning our minds or our perspectives to understand that I'm not going through this because of me, but I'm going through this to unlock destiny in somebody else. I'm going through this to unlock healing in somebody else. I pray that as you are listening to this, that your perspective begins to change, that it's not about you. When people are slandering your name, when people are beating you with, with, with verbally, when people are harassing you on the job, when people are flicking you off in the middle of the street, when people are doing specific things just to hurt you, spreading rumors about you, when people are, um, if you have to go through a divorce, if you have to go through a breaking or a shaking, whatever that may look like to you, it is not just for you. If God had allowed some disgusting things or, or tragic things to happen in your life, it is not about you you are going through specifically to unlock doors and other people's lives the oil is only unlocked 
through a crushing. And if you are not crushed, there would not be any oil. I had to go through a season that um, actually within these last few weeks, God told me I could not keep you as an olive, even though the olive is beautiful in color, beautiful in smell, beautiful in taste, even nourishing. I could not keep you as an olive because you wouldn't be as effective as an olive. So I had to crush you to receive oil. Your oil comes by a crushing. Now, not even mere human could press an oil enough to receive the oil out of the, the olive. It has to go through a specific machine to crush the olive to a particular place to get the oil to illuminate specific things. Now, if we want to be a light in a dark place, we're going to have to first go through a process of crushing to receive the oil. And after the oil is ready for illumination, then we can illuminate light. Then we can actually shine light in dark places. But if, if I'm going through and I'm not aware that God is in it with me, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, if if I'm not going, if I'm going through, and I'm not aware that it is not just for me, or it, it's not it's not personal, but it's for God's glory, you will go through things differently. Now, there are three steps to overcoming trauma. Now, these are not like steps that will yo. As soon as you do it, you're gonna be healed. No, it doesn't take that because it's it may be more. Everybody's process is different. But for me, I had to understand acknowledgement. I had to acknowledge the fact that I was hurting and I had an open wound. So this is for you too. You have to acknowledge the fact that you're hurting and that you're suffering from an open wound. In one of my books I'm writing right now, I put that I was bleeding on everybody that I came in contact with because I was not aware and I had become familiar with my wound and the pain became numb to me. It was so numb to me to the point where I did not know that I was still bleeding because of the numbness. And people looked at my gift. They looked at that I could speak well. They looked at the words that came out of my mouth. They looked at the clothes that I wore, that I kept my hair looking nice, that I kept nice cars, that I kept my place looking nice. They didn't look at what was on my heart, that I was bleeding, that my soul was fragmented, that I was literally drowning in my own blood, right? So I had to acknowledge that there was something in in, in, in my heart and in my soul that was wrong. So it, it's not until you acknowledge that there's something wrong inside of you, you will not be able to be healed. You will not be able to overcome or triumph through your trauma. So acknowledge is the first step. Acknowledgement. Acknowledge the fact that you are broken, right? Acknowledge the fact that you're broken. The second step will be to forgive. You have to release not only the situation, but the persons who are wrapped up in that situation. Do not allow yourself to hold people hostage in your heart when you are trying to heal. It is impossible to heal in a place where God is trying to remove things and you are trying to hold things hostage 
to him. I mean, from him. You cannot hold people hostage in your heart because it's going to weigh you down. You have to supernaturally forgive them. And once you forgive them, there will be a light, a, a lighter weight that is on your shoulders. And you'll be able to move not only a better but swifter. You'll be able to move with sobriety in your mind. You'll be able to move with a pureness in your heart and a pureness in your spirit. That way, when God is trying to put something inside of you, there, there are going to be a point where there's an emptiness and he can fill you to the point where there's no vacancies until you overflow. Remember, the exchange that happens, you have to forgive supernaturally so God to give to you. Forgive so he can give back to you. Forgive so he can give back to you. And God is near to the brokenhearted, though, and he binds up their wounds. So I love the fact that even if you're broken, God is going to be so near to you, and he's going to be so quick to, to tend to your needs. But he's going to highlight that thing first. He's going to highlight, before you ask for your blessing, before you receive your, your blessing, he's going to highlight the areas that you need to be healed from. Now, the last step that I would say is grow in intimacy. I started to grow if you abide in me, I abide in you. That is the promise of the Lord. And I decided to grow in my level of intimacy with Holy Spirit. So grow in your level of intimacy. Proximity can be power. Proximity can be power if you use it. Proximity can be power and it gives you another level of authority even in prayer so if you are closer to God, what happens is you become more like him. Those perspectives and ideologies and different things that I was talking about start to fall off because you start to assume the mind of Christ. You consume the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ begins to download inside of you and your ways become his ways. Because at first, remember, he said, my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than yours. So if you become more like him, you can be more healed because your heart starts to be cleansed through that time with him. You, you're going to be in this process of acknowledging, forgiving, growing in more intimacy. Because there are multiple different areas in our heart that we have to deal with because of traumatic instances. And if we're not dealing with these things, start to understand that you are going to continue to go into a place of destruction. But if you do acknowledge, if you do forgive, grow in intimacy, that's going to create a supernatural presence and it's going to be God aligning you into him even the more. He's going to align you into, to walk into different blessings that you never thought you could walk into. So I pray that this blessed you. I pray over your life that as you triumph over trauma, that God showed you divine appointment. I prophetically declared divine alignment in your life. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that the strongholds that God begin to show you, you begin to cast down, that you have a stronghold of the Lord, that you literally seek him in the morning, that you seek him in the noonday, that you seek him in the evening, that when things start to be 
in disarray. You are not afraid to pray. You are not afraid to bow down. I even hear the Lord say, be still and know that I am God. When you are afraid, when you are alone, when you feel that nobody is on your side, when you're walking on the water, when he tells you to, he said, be still and know that I am God. I bring peace. So since you abide in me and I abide in you, you have to command the peace. You have authority to command the peace. So even in your life when there are uncircum I mean un unprecedented circumstances when it is unforeseen when chaos is erupting around you when hell is erupting around you understand that you are a part of a body uh, you are a part of a body that is unmoved be unmoved be unmoved. Now, if you are saved, you understand, because of course this is for those who are in Christ Jesus. But if you are understanding the word of God, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. So if you are in the body, the living and breathing organism of the Lord, you cannot literally submit your will to or soul to hell. You cannot. You have to abide by what God is saying. Obey to what God is saying and believe that you will be well. The trauma that you have endured will not bring you to a place of depression. It will not bring you to a place of disarray. It will not bring you to a place of disobedience, but it will allow you to understand that God is sovereign and he is who he say he is. He is the faithful God. He is the true God. He's the only wise God. He is El Imuna. He's faithful. He is Jehovah Gabor, the, the God of angels, armies, the God of war. He is El Shaddai. He's God Almighty. God is a good God. And when you decide to obey him, when you decide to see past what other uh, failures that you had in yourself, because forgiveness is not just for persons um, other than yourself. It's for you too. So I, like, again, again, I said, I pray that this blessed you. I pray that God aligns things in your favor. I pray that this brings new perspectives, that God gives you retention and opportunities to even teach or say these things that you've learned today. I pray that you heard the voice within my voice today. I pray that you understand that regardless of the offenses, God is still sovereign. He sits on his throne, that nothing moves him. Praise things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm excited for you to even go through the next season in your life. Now, when you do, yo, let me know. DM me. Send me an email or something. Look out for my next podcast. Remember, there'll be guests on it. Um, if you have any subjects, topics, or things that you want me to hit on, let me know. I'm bringing kingdom perspectives um, down straight from heaven supernaturally, okay? Talk to you soon. Love you.